If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello again, Happy New Year, and welcome to Vacation Rental Success for the start of 2015. It's uh, It was wonderful to wrap it all up to, I, I love Christmas, but wrapping it all up and taking the tree down and getting back to normal and thinking ahead to a new year with all the goals and I don't do resolutions. They, uh, they always go by the wayside, but... Um, I do have written goals for the year, all the things that um, that I really want to achieve. Um, one of them is the launch of my Cottage Insider podcast, which is going to be the podcast for anyone wanting to vacation in Ontario's cottage country. Um, I have to work on a tagline, actually, because I'm not sure that uh, that is going to work, as I just said, but... Uh, but that's going to come. Um, I've got a few things to get out of the way over the next couple of weeks. And um, then I'm heading off to Exuma on vacation. But I really want to get a few interviews sorted out, uh, recorded, and uh, and some of the technical stuff done before I leave. Because I want to get this podcast up and running very soon after I get back from vacation. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. So that's one of my goals for 2015. I'm going to a couple of conferences that I'm really looking forward to. I'll be going to Atlanta with Mike in March, um, which is the NAMS conference. I'll put a, a link to that. It's uh, Mike went there last year and he really, really enjoyed it. Um, he met Bob Jenkins there who... Um, who is now a trainer, the lead trainer at, or, or the trainer at uh, Lead Pages? So we we spent some time in a in a short coaching program with Bob earlier on in 2014, which which really sort of pointed us in the right direction for some of the things we we are doing this year. So it's going to be quite uh, exciting to meet up with uh, with Bob at uh, at NAMS in Atlanta in March. I'm also going to podcast movement again in um, August. Uh, that will be in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, the long week. Oh, in in Canada, we have a long weekend, the first weekend in August. So that's when I'm be heading off to Fort Worth, and I believe Mike's probably coming to that one as well because he he will have launched his podcast. Anybody out there who's considering doing a podcast, book it now. Please come to the podcast movement. Let's get together while we're there. We'll have a we'll have we'll go out to dinner and have some drinks and um just generally network the hell out of the weekend. Um that is what was so great for me last year. I don't expect to do much of the same this year. Uh I'll be going to Jeff Walker's product launch formula uh conference in um, Phoenix in, I think it's sometime in October. I need to check on that, but, uh, I want to go to that. I've been following Jeff's, uh, product launch formula course and 
we'll be launching my first course with Mike and with Erica Muller, who I interviewed oh, way back last year, um, or may have, may actually have even been in 2013. She was on one of the very early um, podcasts, I think. Um, but uh, so Erica, Mike and I have produced a course called uh, Real for VR, which is real estate advanced learning for vacation rentals. And it's about teaching realtors how to sell vacation homes. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about this from me as uh, as the weeks go on and as this launch uh, gets going, because um, I'll have a lot to share about that. And then finally, in 2015, we'll be at the VRMA conference at the end of October in New Orleans. So that's really getting me around this year. So I'll be in Atlanta, in Dallas-Fort Worth, in Phoenix, in New Orleans. Um, so that's really, really exciting. And of course, as I say, off to Exuma in a couple of weeks. Talking about the VRMA, at the conference in San Diego last year, the keynote speaker was John DeJulius from the DeJulius Group. And I was blown away by his presentation and then went and sat in on, and I say sitting in, I was sat down on the floor at the front of the uh, of the seminar room because there was sort of standing or or sitting or floor sitting room only for his uh, seminar on um, customer service. And it was stunning. I really, really got so much out of that. So one of my goals coming away from San Diego was to get John on the show. And I'm so delighted to have him with me today. So without further ado, let's go on to the interview. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today a world authority on customer service and the author of my new favorite book, the one that sits in my office and that I've made everybody read, The Customer Service Revolution. So today I have John DeJulius of the DeJulius Group with me. How are you today, John? Thank you so much for joining me. I am fantastic and thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, so am I. I sat absolutely riveted to your uh, opening keynote at the VRMA conference in San Diego. I, I'm a, a customer service devotee. My very, one of my very first jobs was, was with Reader's Digest as a customer service trainer. But that was many years ago. And can you imagine trying to um, deliver customer service training to Reader's Digest staff? I can't. I can't. <laughs> when we had, yeah, that that was in the days of condensed books. I don't know if you remember those when, um, you know, you you signed up for something and then the condensed books started to appear through your mailbox every month and you could never stop them coming. And, yes, yes. Yeah, and our mailbox was filled with people not happy with Reader's Digest. So the customer service department was huge. And, you know, our, our brief was we had to keep these customers and keep them receiving these condensed books and keep them paying for them. It was it was a pretty tough job, I have to say. So it was very enlightening to uh, to hear you at the VRMA conference. And and I just wondered if you would um, take a few moments to share you know, how you got to where you are today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and particularly just touch on the uh, John Roberts spas and, uh, and the influence that that has had on customer service. Absolutely. Uh, it was uh, all 
uh, by accident, I think as everything ends up being in this world, I uh, opened a uh, salon for my wife with my wife over 20 years ago. You know, we hoped that, you know, she would run with and I would do whatever I was meant to do. And through um, failure, uh, I had to jump in on, on, on the business side. My, my wife was this phenomenal um, artistic director and, and, and just great with the clients and charged a lot. Uh, but back in the early 90s, uh, salons didn't have uh, any a, a lot of business uh, systems, if you will. It was just hairdressers running salons. So out of sheer need, um, I, I jumped in and thinking it was only going to be temporary. And then all of a sudden we started to explode because we had this perfect pendulum, if you will. My wife's artistic, you know, uh, and training and creativity. And then my business side and customer service and marketing brought something new to the local industry that hadn't seen. And so we just started growing by leaps and bounds. And from that, the beauty industry, uh, distributors and manufacturers noticed our growth and asked me if I would start speaking uh, to, to the, you know, the, the salon industry, uh, you know, uh, audiences. So, you know, I said, sure, you know, you know, I you know, thought it'd be fun. And so I'd speak and, and, and I enjoyed it and, you know, seemed to be pretty good at it. Uh, and then all of a sudden a book came out. And so back from, uh, you know, from like, you know, 2003, when my first book came out, Secret Service, I was a salon owner that spoke a little bit all in the beauty industry. And overnight, when that, that first book came out, Secret Service, uh, I, I, I became, I went from that to a, uh, a speaker that owns salons. And then, you know, now that's all I do. I'm, I'm re- retired basically from the, the beauty industry, even though I still own them and, and uh, they've grown and uh, we have a, 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 a chain of upscale salons in Northeast Ohio and they've been picked repeatedly one of the top 20 salons in America. And it's great because we, they're our living laboratory that um, this stuff can work. And, 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 and so we've had 21 years of positive comp, you know, sales, same store sales, you know, from year to year, which is really important. I mean, every single year, including 2014, has been our best year ever. And, uh, you know, and it's from, you know, the, the principles I share in, in, in creating the customer service revolution. So uh, since then, I've written another book, What's a Secret? And then we had to grow this huge or much larger uh, consulting firm. And, and that's what we do. We have a, uh, the D. Julius Group is a consulting firm that works with companies like Chick-fil-A and Nordstrom's and the Ritz-Carlton's of the world and Starbucks and a lot of five-star resorts and wonderful associations like VRMA. Well, that, well, that's what I found so interesting was that, uh, you know, when, when you opened that keynote and talked about the, the spas and I was thinking, you know, well, what has that got to do with vacation rentals? And then what can this guy tell me <laughs> other than if I have good or bad hair, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But it was, <laughs> you know, it just became clear how, you know, it all extrapolates right the way across every industry, I guess. Absolutely. 100%. And that's what I see and that, you know, I've had to learn that is not a a normal uh, perspective of everyone. You know, I I could see what the hot dog vendor is doing at the corner of Main and and Elm Street and immediately see 
how that can you know be applied to my business or your business or any businesses. And uh, not everyone's mind works that way. And that was one of my original struggles is in my early writings and speaking is I couldn't just tell people about, you know, that the hot dog vendor remembered your name and your order. I had to then bring it back and land it in, 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 in your parking lot, your industry, your business model. So um, it, it was a learning curve for me um, because not everyone sees the immediately bridge of, oh, if he can do that, mm-hmm. we can do it this way. Well, it's, it seems as well that, uh, you know, we, we've gone from customer service used to be you know, how to handle complaints to this very different way of thinking now, which, you know, I see hotels doing all the time, which is this rich, what they're calling rich guest profiling, which um, collects information from inquiries and, and enables us to offer this very personalized uh, experience to to guests and that that takes me on to one of the first things i wanted to uh, to talk about really that what one of the things i took away from the uh, from the conference not only from your keynote but from the seminar that came after was um about uh, was never and always and i came back and i spoke to my staff in the office and i said this is one thing that i've i've been um talking about for a lo- long time that we call our guests renters. And it's a bit like in, in, I was in the hospitality industry in, in England and they used to call people that came into pubs and restaurants and hotels punters, which seemed to me a horribly derogatory term. And once we started using the term customers and clients, it was amazing how different the staff became in addressing people and in addressing their, their concerns. And we've already found this within our our office that once we stopped calling the people that came to rent from us renters and started calling them guests that the perception has changed across the board and is it that that must be something you see a lot oh so much and you really nailed it there every word we use um internally externally what we call our customers and what we call ourselves even to what we say on the phone, it has such a profound impact. Um, I love telling this one story, you know, 21 years ago, we were cutting edge and we used to do reminder calls for in the spa. And, you know, no, no one did that back then. Now it's, you know, everyone does it. And people used to get upset, you know, and, and, and you know, Heather, we'd like to remind you of your three o'clock haircut tomorrow. And Heather would say, uh, I know my schedule. I know what I have. And we were like taken back. We didn't know why, you know, we thought we were, you know, doing this great service. And then we changed it to confirmation calls. Heather, we'd like to confirm your three o'clock tomorrow at Mayfield. And Heather would say, oh, yes, thank you. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works for me. And that little word, you know, went from that we were insulting to, you know, you know, providing, you know, a, a courtesy call if you want. Renter and guest. Yes. You know, we have an upset renter up front or an upset punter, right? Uh, you know, go tell them to jump in the lake versus we have an upset guest. Oh, I have empathy and, and, and compassion for a guest. Um, call centers. You know, I work in a call center versus I work in a relationship center. What has more pride? What are you more proud of? And it's reaffirming what my job is when I, 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 I answer these calls. A call center, 
or relationship. I'm here to build relationships. I even like, you know, when you, you ever stay at a W hotel and you call them from your room, they'll say, you know, uh, how can I help you, Mr. D. Julius? This is uh, Heather, whatever, whenever. I love that because it's putting pressure on herself because if it's 1031 in the morning and I want oatmeal or cereal, you can't tell me that breakfast just ended at 1030. You just said whatever, whenever. Uh, last final example is, you know, I, I, at our front desk, you know, in our at the DeJulius group, it has a big sign, you know, Nicole, director of first impressions, right? Now, there's one thing is telling Nicole she's director of first impressions, but it's another thing of stating it, which puts pressure on her because if you walk in and Nicole won't look up or she's on the phone or she's filing something and trying to complete the task that she just had before you. And you're looking at this sign that says director of first impression and she's not modeling it, right? There's a problem. So I like uh, titles, um, greetings, whatever it may be that forces us to live up to it or we have problems. Now, this is, this is something <clears throat> that um, vacation rental companies can put in place and that, uh, that, I, that I think is, is happening across the board. And I'm, I'm a guest often and I see these, these things taking place. But we're also dealing with, and as, as another guest on, on one of my earlier episodes said, there are over 5 million small vacation rental businesses worldwide. And that's the individual owner that is, is renting out his or her property. I know that Airbnb have gone this route by changing the the name of owner and calling them a host. And that seems to have have given uh, the res- almost a, a, an added responsibility to people who are running vacation rental properties when they're doing it individually. So what what can you offer, do you think, in in terms of tips for individual owners when they're dealing with um, with guests. And, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people in up, up here in Ontario. We seem to be um, 20 years behind everybody else in North America, or it seems to me sometimes, you know, we're still talking about renters and not guests. And I have got our owners to or our hosts to begin to make this change. Is there anything else they can do that's going to make that, you know, if, if they became the director of first impressions of their property. What what should they do to make that first impression? And, you know, it really wouldn't matter. You know, I don't care if, if it's, you know, the Hilton, the Ritz, um, a management company, or, you know, the mom and pop having a bed and breakfast and you're coming, you know, staying at my house. It's, it, it is. It, it's exactly that, that model and mindset of how do we take care of our guests. And, and you open with it. Um, you know, your experience at Reader's Digest, the old paradigm was, you know, customer service was your was your defense. When when something was wrong, you know, they called customer service and you try to, you know, retain them and, you know, put out a fire without, you know, spending too much money or, or whatever it is. And marketing was purely, you know, the 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 uh, the customer offense. Well, you can throw all that away. The best Marketing is the customer experience. So whoever you are, again, back to the hot dog vendor to the owner of a, a, a rental property, we have to look at what that experience looks like and, you know, and the, each touch point from how, what it's like to look at our website, 
to make the window shopping call, if you will, that I call it, because I am that renter. I am the the guest. I am the, you know, every year we go away for a month somewhere. And, you know, so I'm always on that front end of, of window shopping and you know, I'm, I, I care less about price in my world, and, and, and it may, but more about the experience I'm going to get, what the area has for my children, what the area has, you know, for some, you know, adult fun for, you know, me and a significant other, all those things. And it, it all comes down to, you know, how educated that person is on the phone, how easy they are to do business with, if their website is you know, and there's a bunch of policies and, you know, if you don't, you know, do this and if you don't do this, you're going to be penalized. And I know one of your favorite quotes is don't punish 98% of your customers for what you're afraid 2% might get away with. So if you have a bunch of policies and disclaimers and, you know, all this, and if you bounce a check and if you, you know, you know, take, you know, something out of the uh, property, you will be fine. You know, that, that turns me off right there. That is not someone who's worried about the experience. They, you know, and it's so funny. Why are so many agreements and policies written so angrily, you know, and, 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 you know, give the, the customer the benefit of the doubt. And many times there's stuff that still needs to be said, totally understand that, but it could be said in a more positive way. Um, you know, let's go back to the, the, the spa, right? We used to have a sign that says no cell phones past this point. Okay. Well, you can't be talking on your cell phone, you know, ruins the experience, but you know, no one wants to be told anything. And, and quite frankly, if you tell me I can't do so, I'm going to do it. Just that's, you know, my human nature. No one, no one's going to tell me. But when you change the wording that we appreciate you respecting our cell free spa, for the, your relaxation. Oh my God, that makes total sense. I love to cooperate and, and, and in Frank, that also helps me personally. So it's looking at anything that needs to be said and A, do we really need to say it, right? We know that if we bounce a check, that that's, you know, going to, that's, there's going to be a penalty. And I really think that the, the, the 1% that are, are going to bounce the check of them, the ones that are going to do it on purpose, no sign's going to deter me. And, you know, the 90% that of that 1% that do it by accident feel horrible and are willing to pay anything, you know, to, to, to make it right. So again, you know, what do we need to say? And if we still need to say it, is there a more polite spin that we get put on it? So it was a long answer, but yeah, I just don't think we focus on each individual touch point. And I believe in your world, their world, it's, you know, the window shopping that might be over the website and then the phone call and fact finding information, anticipating my needs. Oh, do you have kids? Do you, you know, do you, do you want to know about restaurants? You know, this, that, all those, yes, that would be great. You know, and then, you know, from, you know, how that deposit the, the, the pre leading up to it, what information am I getting? What do I have to ask for versus, wow, you know, they're anticipating my needs to my arrival. You know, I walk in and, and you know that I'm walking in. And this goes back to your, your, your comment earlier about the personalization. Um, you know, the, the, your, your industry knows after the first call who I am, that I'm coming in at, you know, around three o'clock at checking in on Tuesday. So, you know, you, you, there could be a sign, even with my picture, that ABC, you know, rental or whatever would, would like to welcome. That's if, I guess if there's a central office, but there could be a note in my, you know, in, on the kitchen table for me. 
right? So it's those little things. I hope you're tripping from Cleveland, from Winnipeg. Those are low-hanging fruit that, that, quite frankly, no one takes the time to do. So, Heather, I'm sorry I really went off on that. Um, and I'll try to be shorter. Your next no, question. that was that was absolutely great. I mean, you, you brought up a couple of things. But, uh, you know, so certainly we, we encourage owners to um, make a call. Make, just, just make a phone call after guests have arrived. You know, particularly if, they, if they've, we know they're coming from a long way, make that telephone call and say, hope you arrive safely. Is there anything, anything I can answer for you? And it's, it's interesting that in reviews that we look at, this is so often mentioned. You can, it, it, it's just written in there that, that the person, the guest said, it was fantastic to get a call from the owner after I, after I arrived to ask if I haven't had any questions. You know, it was, you're absolutely right. It's just those small touches and uh, that make a difference. But you also touched on something that uh, that is uh, it's it's a big issue in our industry. And we and and this is once again sticking with these individual owners who are doing all their marketing. It's a DIY thing. They they cut out the middleman. They don't use the the rental managers. But we have this sticking point on damage deposits. And you have two camps, the one camp, which I'm firmly in, that says don't punish the majority of your customers for what you're afraid 2% might do. And then those on the other side who, who, who just can't get there. And I'm trying to move that needle back to, you know, trust them, trust them. They're trusting you to deliver a property. You need to trust them, not that they won't do damage to it. So, uh, it was it was interesting to hear your take as well on um, policies being angry. We do this all the time, and I see this all the time. And this is my this is going to be my takeaway from this conversation because I'm going to go back to look at the rental management agreement that we actually have as a, as an agency with our customers because I think it's pretty angry. Well, you know, and 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 outside examples and an inside examples is is uh, I had a, um, a real estate company. So after I I, I did the. Uh, you know, that whole negative cues, which is, you know, you know, no cell phones, no, we won't do this, we won't do this. You know, all just all the, the negative signage and policy agreements, um, that section that you saw me do. I had a, uh, in Australia, I had, um, you know, please wait to be seated and all those things. Um, you know, no, no, no one allowed past this point. I had a real estate uh company uh, owner come up to me and they show houses in Sydney, Australia for, you know, if you have open houses, they're trying to sell your house. And he was embarrassed. And, and I said, what are you embarrassed about? And, and he pulls out his, the, the sign he puts on your door. Um, if they're showing your house um, that people are coming to for an open house and it says conditions of entry. And then it proceeded to list 12 things that, you know, the, the potential customer had to honor. And it was all horribly written, right? And, and, and conditions of entry. You want people to walk in and look at this beautiful house. So he rewrote it as I was speaking, saying out of courtesy uh, to the homeowner, we thank you for taking your shoes off. We thank you for, you know, taking the aluminum ba- baseball bat out of your son's hand. You know, all the, you know, it made it funny even. But again, it's like, why are we saying things so angry? Um, and, and, and the message can be said, 
um, in a, such a, a, a respectful way that we get it. And most of us weren't going to, you know, uh, walk in with dirty shoes, but I can understand why that's important to put up there. It's just not in the threatening language that is being used. So it's just a matter of, of turning the language around. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it really, I, I, I still find 60% don't need to be said. Uh, the, the 30 or 40 that need to be said can be, you know, so, so, you know, I'll give you a, a silly restaurant one. You walk into any restaurant and you always see a sign, please wait to be seated. I never really thought that was negative until I walked in to one that said, same sign, it said, it would be our pleasure to seat you. <laughs> totally, you know, it's a positive spin. You know, it, they're telling you that they're going to seat you still. But it'd be our pleasure to seat you versus please wait to be seated. Wait is a negative term. It makes me nervous. I'm maybe sitting here for a while. So, yeah, there's a lot of contractual things. And it's also not only uh, what is said, but it's where you place it. Um, you know, sometimes you know, people can have it in the first two paragraphs of an agreement of threatening and this is what's going to ha- happen to you versus – I understand there's going to be some stuff towards the signature that's going to, you know, have, you know, in the occurrence that this happens, this happens, this happens, we will, you know, have to, you know, charge a credit card. I understand that. But, you know, you know, you don't want to, I'm the first, you know, opening, you know, keep me excited that I just, now I'm getting, you know, buyer's remorse and in, in questioning if I, if I should sign this. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I see these I see these all the time. And and I guess there's templates out there that uh, that owners and agencies go out and pick up and then they just follow them slavishly because it seems that this is what they ought to do because you know in, in from my perspective it doesn't have to be in this strict legalese. Um you know in and I've I've been in this in running my agency for for 11 years now and I don't think we have ever gone back to a contract and said just see here in clause 2c um we very rarely refer to them so why you're absolutely right why does it not have to be in plain english and in a, and with a positive slant i love it so so heather let's stay on that for a second um another section that i'm huge on that is a close cousin to this is policy and you know that's something that I, i say you know if you want to be a world-class customer service company, don't use the word policy. Um, me as your customer, I don't care what your policy is because I feel I'm special, I'm different, and I know who wrote your policy that was for the masses. And you know, obviously, I'm an individual that you know feels that I'm special. Number two, the problem with policy is that employees um, take it literally. And they don't realize that there's sometimes extenuating circumstances that, you know, w- you know, wouldn't cause, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, warrant. So as a, as an employee, I know I have to, you know, policy is black and white with walls and I have to do that because it is policy and I'll get in trouble. But if I find out that someone was, you know, whether a week late on their deposit or, a day late on their check-in or, you know, whatever minor or minor, more probably minor infraction um, that it could be. But, but it was because they, you know, God forbid, just buried their, their mother-in-law or, you know, their, their child was in a hospital or something to that extent. Well, that's when policy, 
you know, is gray and, and, and shouldn't be policy. And you, you make an extenuating circumstances. And that's why we say use guidelines because, you know, I, we failed and our employees have done things that I just thought were so stupid. And I say, why would you do that to them? Well, because John, our policy says, and then I realized that they, they weren't being stupid. It was my fault, the company's fault, mm-hmm. because we, we did, it did say the policy. So now we say, oh, no, 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 it's guidelines. Use your best judgment. And it's never that our employees give away the farm. Um, you know, it, it's always, I wish they would have used, you know, been more naive instead of so paranoid. So it's not the employee's fault. And I think, you know, policy is the most dangerous word you can use. I completely agree with that. Um, we know, I, and I think a lot of companies are beginning to see the light on this one. Um, but I know it's still there. It's it's still there in, in, in my company. You know, we, we, we had a recent recent um, a situation where um, somebody had to cancel their vacation at, at a very late stage um, because um, because somebody had died and they hadn't taken out travel insurance. So that that's a very tough one. You know, we, we offer, as most agencies do, you offer travel insurance. And if it's a choice, if you don't take it out and something significant happens, then you have lost your money. The owner has been paid or, or the money's in trust for them and they are going to lose. So, you know, we, we, we had an employee who stuck to the, you know, stuck to the policy and, we can't do anything for you. But we, we did manage to change it around and say, you know, this, this is awful. We appreciate that you didn't take out the travel insurance. We, 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 we can do something for you. We were able to accommodate them at a later date at a different property. Um, but it, it was, it's very easy just to stick to the letter of the law and say this, uh, this isn't going to happen because it's written down here that you didn't do this. Therefore, you don't get any money back. And, and that, you know, heads with one of the, my favorite examples at an airline, a horrible customer service airline ranked last, um, the exact same scenario, uh, you know, a, a Vietnam veteran, senior citizen, you know, booked a $179 flight to go see his daughter in Florida. And a week later got diagnosed with terminal cancer, um, tried to cancel it and, and they wouldn't let him because he didn't buy the insurance. And, um, you know, they interviewed the CEO and the CEO said, Hey, should have bought insurance. So whether you agree with it or you don't, you know, I personally don't agree with it. And, and you make an extenuating circumstances for $179. But the, the, it went viral and, you know, it was all over CNN and everywhere. And there's a boycott, you know, Spirit Airlines Facebook page with over 40,000 likes on it as a result of a $179 policy. Yeah, and I can certainly see that. That's a big company, and one hundred and seventy-nine dollars is not going to make any difference. If it was, if it was an owner who's who's sold a week in a two thousand dollar a week property, and it gets cancelled, you know, this is this is their this is their income. There's not a huge amount more yes. apart from what they can they can sell. So if they lose that two thousand dollars at the very end of the, and are just not able. To, right. to re-rent it, they have lost a significant amount of money. So it's... Th- no, and I agree. And here's, probably, Heather, here's how I would probably consider doing it. And you tell me, because you, you obviously know this. If, if there was any time in advance, but it, let's say it was past whatever the cancellation uh, the period is, but whether I had a week, five days, or, or a month, I w- I'd say, you know, and it was obviously a legitimate 
unexpected. It wasn't that you just changed your mind. I would, I, I would show all the empathy and compassion in the world. I would say, I'm so sorry. I go, here's what I'm going to try to do. If we can rebook, I'm going to try to rebook this. And whatever I can get for it, that, you know, will, you know, will take minus off your thing. If I can get the, the full amount, but at this later date, I probably can't. If I can get half, you know, I'll give you that back towards. And then if, if, if the, you know, there's no time where I can't re-rent it, um, you know, I'd explain that and, and empathize. I'd say, you know, Heather, what would I like to do because I feel horrible for you? And I obviously it was a cost and, you know, this is my inventory. This is my livelihood is during one of our, you know, slower periods where I know it's going to be available. I'd love to offer it for you and your family, um, you know, at no additional charge if that could work, because obviously, you know, you could use it and I won't be out the money at that time. And, and, and at least it would be showing I'm trying, I, you know, I, I, I have empathy and compassion. I'm just not saying, hey, no, your SOL, the deal was, it said this, um, you know, can't help you. Yeah, that, they, would, would that would that, that, would yeah, that work or that 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 would absolutely work. That is that is a great solution, and that that definitely you know that's something that we have done. Um, most most owners, most agencies have um, have periods of time where it is very slack, where it is very very slow, and 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 I agree that that doing something like that, putting you know, I'm sorry, we can't we can't help you out with this particular high season week because everything else is fully booked and um you know we we haven't been able to rent it but we can move you to a to a week in the low season if if that works for you so that that's something that um that we have done it's all it's all about flexibility isn't it it's just take taking a different stance on it and pushing the policy pushing the yeah pushing the policies to one side adopting some compassion and empathy and and i i absolutely love that video you showed um a day in the life of of a customer um with the uh with the resort and the different people you could be and the message that was get it was that was getting across was everybody who is in that situation whether they're either delivering a service or whether they're a guest they all have lives of their own and things happen in those lives that can have an impact on how they behave. Yeah. I, I, and that, that's it. And that's so that what you're referring to is what we do with our clients, our consulting clients is we uh, help them create a day in the life of a customer video as, as you saw the one that we showed. Um, and it was about Nemecolon, which is a five-star mm-hmm. hotel, which obviously relates exactly to um, your world. And uh, yeah, w- what is what is going on in, in, in different customers' lives before they get to our property? And you know, people are dealing with health concerns, you know, financial concerns, relationship concerns, kids. You know, I mean, everything. And, and it's not all negative. It's also, you know, there's some there are great things too, uh, but it it's if it, and you could, you know, you, you, we can do this in just a slideshow. It doesn't have to be a a large, you know, full uh, on, you know, three to five minute video. But it's nothing to do with what happens to them when they get to our property. It ends there with them either picking up the phone saying, "I need a vacation," or them landing in in, in the city, um, pulling into the parking lot of the property. And, you know, knowing what, you know, Heather has been dealing with the last six months, the last two weeks in all areas of her life and how 
badly she needs this seven day, whatever it may be, escape. We have a different perspective. And, and, and that video of that one person or so is the same for everyone. There is no one that you know, isn't having stress and doesn't need a, uh, a vacation more than ever. And so we got to make sure it is a, a vacation. It is stress-free. And while you, know, you guys have the hardest model, and I always say this, you know, at John Roberts Spa, we have to be perfect for 90 minutes, right, or, or a couple hours if, if you're spending a day. That's hard, but it, it's possible. The D. Julius group, you know, we have to be, you know, perfect, you know, uh, you know, on phone calls, conference calls in a presentation. But those are short time periods. But no one, absolutely no business is going to be perfect for 48 hours to 180 hours, uh, you know, nonstop. So something is going to go wrong, whether it's your, you know, your problem, your fault or not. It may be the weather to that, you know, I have a maintenance issue. And, you know, you, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge. That's part of, the, you know, what we're doing business. But we have to, you know, handle it like it's, it's you know, the worst thing that could happen and we want to fix it. Even though there might be something that, you know, is worse that's happened to another tenant, renter, guest. It's still, you know, I didn't plan for this. Yeah, I'm on vacation. I have, le- you know, even though I'm on vacation, I have less tolerance for something to go wrong because this is why I'm on vacation. So the more we can get our owners and employees in the mindset of what that escape and experience need to look like and how much compassion and empathy we have to show, even though it might be trivial to us, um, you know, it, it, it changes our, the experience we end up delivering. We, we, we have um, calls all the time from, from guests who are in, in properties. And, uh, and I know this is something that most, most agencies at some point are going to deal with is, is what we consider to be the, the tiniest little issue. Um, you know, the dripping tap. I've been, I've been kept awake all night with a dripping tap. I need it fixed now. And, and it could be for a maintenance team that that's, yeah, okay, we have other properties that don't have any water at all. So that takes priority. But to get across to maintenance teams that the dripping tap could be absolutely as important as, as a family of eight not having any water. I think that's, that's, that's the issue here. A- a- absolutely. I, I, and that's, that's really what a customer service revolution is. It's changing the paradigm. It's making price irrelevant. It's not about, you know, making price irrelevant is not about that you can charge um, double your, your fees to stay at your property and not lose any potential customers. What it is is based on the experience your past guests have gotten um, from their word of mouth and their desire to return for that experience, they have no idea what anyone else is charging. Because they're not out price cut. They are bragging to their friends and people they work with saying this was one of the best experiences um, from how they take care of you, how the owner calls you and, you know, is like a personal concierge and says, well, let me tell you, what do you like? Do you like Italian? Do you like this? Do you like, because I, you know, I, 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 I live there. I spent a lot of time there. I'm right down the street. And let me tell you my favorite things to do and to, you know, all those things that, you know, they, they aren't price checking. They aren't saying, well, hold on, I can get this for, you know, $150 less down the street or two states over. Um, that's what making price irrelevant is, is, is that, you know, based on the experience your team consistently delivers, 
your existing customers and potential customers have no idea what anyone else is charging, nor do they care. And that takes us on to onto the topic that I'm just going to wrap up with, which is about secret service, because you've just been talking really about create. It's, it's that emotional connection, isn't it? Create the emotional collect connection with with your clients or your guests or, or customers, and then the price does become irrelevant. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, the secret service is. It's that personalization. It's, it's, it's knowing who they are, where they're coming from, if they're a return guest, if they're a new guest. And, you know, in, in your model, it, it's really easy. The only time you probably don't have secret service on them is when they're window shopping because it's the first call. But after that, if the, you know, I don't care if they're dealing with, with someone else on your team. There better be a database that is started so, you know, they can look up John Julius and maybe he only called once and, you know, he's inquiring, but the, the key questions were asked. What's he looking for? He has three young boys. He's been to this, you know, area before. He's never been to it. So the next person that could pick it up or ha- is the closer or is checking him in or, you know, whatever it may be that when the maintenance comes. They have Secret Service. And, and, and basically, Secret Service is Ford, F-O-R-D, Ford like the car. And, and it stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. Family, Occupation, Recreation, or Dreams. And those four things are the most important things to every person in the world. They're the most important things to you, to me, everyone. And that's what we want to talk about. And if you or any employee can you know, pay attention to, doesn't mean you have to ask, but especially in, in, in your world, it'll come up, right? And what do you do? And, 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 you know, where are you from? To, you know, your dream is obviously, you know, uh, coming here and, and, and recreation. Uh, you know, are you looking for anything while you're here? Are you a biker, runner, weightlifter, swimmer? You know, what is it that, you know, else that, you know, we can provide or they're probably asking about? Um, now, anytime we have a conversation, it could be maintenance that comes out to my property. It could be, you know, whoever I'm speaking to, it could be the owner that calls say, you know, I I hear you have three young boys. Um, let me tell you what's in the area for them. You know, I didn't tell him I have three. How does he know I have three young boys? Well, I forget that that came up on a conversation six months ago when I was thinking about booking the property or, you know, I, you know, and, and that's, that's what, you know gets us all excited is, is our Ford family occupation, recreation, or dream. You got to know two or more things of Ford, anyone's Ford and you own them. That's, that's, that's what makes their eyebrows go up. That's what they want to talk about. And the more we, we, we circle back to Ford, the more emotional capital we're bringing, the more secret service we're able to deliver. Um, it might be, you know, writing a note that, you know, you, you know, the, 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 the schedule this week of the basketball games to be on because somehow you found that, that I or my, my middle son loves, you know, Miami Heat or Toronto uh, Raptors or whatever. Does that cost you anything to leave them a, a guide of, you know, what nights the games are on, you know, ESPN, TNT, whatever it may be? No, but that's secret service. That's unlike any place else I, I, I go. Yeah, I, I heard uh, of an of a vacation rental owner who who does this all the time, and it was it was a simple thing like picking up that the uh, the family that come, that came in had um, uh, children who were going to fish for the first time, so they'd never been fishing. Were there any? I think the question was, were what what sort of fish were there because their children had never fished before? So when the family arrived, there were 
was a brand new set of fishing rods with a little tackle box for the children, and they'd eat that there was there was um, um, bait already in the fridge, all wrapped up for these children. Uh. So they could, you know, with a little note saying, "Time to get out on the dock." And, That's awesome. That's and, so cool. You know, we heard back. They, they, these are these are owners that uh, that are, are with our agencies. So they're going through us, but they do their own thing for their for their guests. And and those people have come back three times now. Same place. Well, I'm sure you know the secret. If you want to dictate where we're going on vacation, the true decision makers are the kids. And if you can leave something with their name on it and you personalize to them, that's where we're going on vacation again or next. And, you know, it, the, 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 the uh, old paradigm is we think we're competing with the resort or property within five miles. And that's not at all. Right now we're looking at where we're going to go in, in, in the summer and we're throwing everything on the board. We're throwing everything from Disney to, you know, uh, you know, Spain to San Diego to wherever. And it, 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 that's not, you know, that's, we're not, you're not competing geographically. Uh, to some you are, I'm sure. There's some that want to come to that area. And I don't know what percentage, but for us, you know, it's, you know, a lot of times it, we go back to where we had the best experience and where we feel like VIPs and they all know us and they all know who Cal, Johnny and Bo are. And, you know, that's where my kids are dictating is that we have to go back there. And, um, you know, that, that's the key is, you know, find out who the kids are, find out what they like and personalize it to the kids. And, you know, the, the, the parents, you know, uh, are, are, are not the decision makers. And I, I believe in most cases. I've, I, I read something recently about uh, exactly that. And there was research to show that it is the children that make the decision on, on vacations and, uh, you know whether they do it indirectly or uh, or coercively, it's uh, it's it's going to happen in that way. So if you can capture the children's attention, then uh, then you've got them. John, it's been an absolute delight talking to you. I could go on for another hour easily, easily. This is one of my favourite topics. But I'd uh, I just uh, you know like to thank you for writing. As I said at the, at the outset, one of the best customer service books I've ever read. And I, you know, in in my job. Many years ago, back in Reader's Digest, I, I did read a lot of books. I remember one called um, A Complaint is a Gift. And, uh, yes. And that, yes. That, that one actually did have a huge impact on me, on me then. Um, but this one, it's really readable. I'm going to uh, I'll put a link to it on the show notes so that if anybody wants a copy of this book, they need to get onto the show notes and, uh, and uh, click on that link. Uh, so... Would you like to add anything else? What, and do you want to tell us a little bit more about what the DeJulius Group does and if any of my listeners want to get in touch with you? I absolutely have them uh, you know, go to Amazon or wherever their, their preferences and, and order it and they can get you know, one of the first copies to the public. Um, and the DeJulius Group, is, it, we're, we're a one-trick pony. We are, uh, our our uh, purpose is to um, change the world by creating a customer service revolution. And we have... You know, basically everything for any type of business. We obviously have uh, consulting and consultants for larger companies with, you know, multiple locations and, you know, everything down to 
you know, the customer service re uh, revolution book, uh, which is written for, uh, you know, frontline employees as well as management so they can, they can get it and, and all be on the same page. And we have, you know, weekly, uh, monthly uh, CX talk shows and, and weekly e-services that are, are all free that people can sign up for and, and uh, you know, get little golden nuggets and, and use as exercise and, and, and talk about it. so they can, uh, you know, the customer service has to be uh, visited every day. It can't be uh, something that they just visit once a year. No, absolutely. John, thank you again uh, for joining me on the show. Thank you, Heather. My pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that and learned a lot from it because I certainly did. You know, I came away from the VRMA uh, conference and John's keynote and the seminar with so many takeaways that I've implemented back here in the office. And, and I've put those in the show notes. So if you get a chance, go to cottageblogger.com and check out the show notes for this episode because I've put stuff in there that we, we didn't actually talk about. I wanted to, to, to write down what I'd the thing, the things we had put in place when I came back to the office. And it's amazing the changes those little things are making, not only to our, our customers, our clients and our guests, but also to our staff because they're seeing changes in their own attitude just by putting these things in place. So as I say, the John's book, The Customer Service Revolution, is it's a great read. It's easy to read. It's got a ton of really, really actionable information in it. And I've got a couple of copies I want to give away. And those are going to be in return for any for comments that you leave on the show notes to let me know what, what you do to create the best customer ex customer service experience for your guests. Is there a little bit of secret service that you do? What words do you use now that perhaps you didn't use uh, a year or two ago? What things have you changed? Or what are you going to change as a result of listening to John talk about the customer service revolution? So go on over to the show notes, scroll all the way down. While you're down there, you might want to click, of course, on the iTunes button that will take you to iTunes and you can leave me a review. I'd really appreciate that. So once again, thank you very much for being with me today, uh, for listening. I'll be back again next week and look forward to having you with me then. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 